So when we think about our continuum of supports and when we've developed uh, a continuum within our school, oftentimes we hear from people that it feels like the continuum of supports is not really having impact on our conversations, upon the things that are happening within our classrooms. Here's four things to keep in mind when thinking about your continuum of supports when it's not having the impact that you'd like to be able to see. And it's interesting to be able to speak to these because they are all things that I have personally experienced as a leader within a school and have seen replicated in many schools when we are not quite seeing the impact that we'd like out of this foundational component of a continuum of supports. The first is when it's theoretical. When we have a poster on the wall, and we had one of these within our own school that showed here's four tiers. This is what each one of the tiers involves, but it hasn't really articulated what's within the tiers. So we can have an overview poster that shows what is a tier one support, what is tier two, tier three, tier four, but it's theoretical. It's a pretty poster on the wall, but when we say, so what should we do, and we turn to that poster, it doesn't really have any responses that we can take away. The second thing is that when it's completed as a one-time activity, we've used these sticky notes, we've asked the question around what do we do when a student struggles with X, whatever that area of focus that we're utilizing for our continuum, We've gotten all our ideas out, we've organized, we put them into tiers, somebody's taken that, written it down onto a page, and we're done. Whew, thank goodness we finished that activity. Check one more thing off of our collaborative response to-do list. When it's done as a one-time activity, lots of times we hear it, um, leaders and even teachers say, well, there's nothing really out of the ordinary there, or what was initially gathered isn't really that strong or doesn't actually um, articulate all the things we could be doing. When it's done as just a one-time activity it and, and then left at that, people find that the continuum isn't as strong as we'd like. It, it has less impact on our conversations uh, that, that we want to have. It can't be seen as a one-time activity, which is also why it is so important that it's not um, we take a continuum from another school, put our logo on it, and say, whew, thank goodness we saved the work. The work of building a continuum is so critically important to its utilization. So it can't be just a one and done. The third thing is that when that continuum is disconnected from our conversations, it's not included. So we're having a conversation about a student, or we're in a continue or a collaborative team meeting talking about several students connected to a key issue and our continuums are nowhere to be seen. We're having a conversation about students and their numeracy needs, but nowhere do we have a continuum where it could be suggesting, have we tried this? What about this? Here's an idea. Oftentimes we see schools actually make it a role right in their collaborative team meetings of who is accessing and referring to the continuum. And if there's ideas that come up, could we be adding those? to our continuum. So it has to be present. It can't be disconnected. Or I've uh, sometimes heard a school say, oh, our continuum, yeah, we've got it saved on this drive. Or yeah, I've got it printed and it's sitting in, in an office or back in my classroom. No, it needs to be front and center within our conversations. And then third, when our continuum is really reflecting 
a number of assessments and plans. And so what I mean by that is understanding that an assessment is not a support. It informs the support. So being able to say that one of our tier four supports is a psychoeducational assessment, no, because doing that doesn't necessarily support the student. It will inform the next steps. So we could have it as part of our process that before we ever look at tier three level supports or before tier four, we're going to um, think about utilizing a particular assessment to dig a little deeper to find out what's going on. Perfectly fine. But let's not confuse an assessment with a support. It informs the support. The second thing then is the development of our plans, our individual instructional plans, our individual support plans, the IPPs, the ISPs, the behavior support plans. They're not actually supports in and of themselves. They record the supports. So when we think about an IPP, where it's identified that we will have choice of alternatives, that the student will have choice of alternative seating within the classroom, that they will have frequent breaks, that there is EA support during core instruction as guided by the classroom teacher, all of those three things are actually tier two. They're things that happen in the classroom under the direction of the classroom teacher, even though they're informed in our plan. Now, a plan may be, again, linked to a tier where we could say when we identify tier four supports, that's when we initiate uh, an IPP to be able to document what are the things that are happening. Um, we can say that, that it links within, but one of the problems that we had as a school is we said initially that the development of an individualized instructional plan for a student was a tier four support. And it meant that some students who were having incredible success with the accommodations and modifications we were putting in place, but would always be seen as needing tier four supports when you actually looked at their plan, and that's not what was detailed within it. So remembering that the plans are just um, the collection of the supports that we know that will work for this particular student. So when we see the continuum of supports optimally having the greatest impact, it's when it's being utilized to really put an explicit focus on our tier two strategies, accommodations, and interventions. It's being used to help us articulate, clarify, and um, identify those supports that we're putting in place, particularly at a tier two level. And the continuum should be constantly refined. It is continually being added to. Uh, it's being utilized to challenge one another, to say, is this something that we've tried? What does that look like in your classroom? In time, we're gonna start removing the, the supports that we find are not having as great an impact. Really, that continuum of supports can guide our professional learning as well. Is there, are there gaps within our continuum, things that we're not quite sure how to do that we need to learn a little bit more? And then in time, our continuum can help inform when we're moving from classroom-based tier two level supports to tier three, do we have a process in place? When somebody says we need to look outside the school, do we have a mechanism to be able to say, well, let's double check that we've exhausted what we could do at tier two and tier three, for instance. It becomes a way to enrich and deepen the conversations that we're having about how we support our students and also about how we utilize supports at each tier 
to um, really inform the next steps and challenge our own practice as we continue moving forward.